0: hey everybody this is sophie and welcome to episode 197 of the big boo cast on this episode melanie and i initially we're just gonna talk about some things and then right before we recorded I put out a post on Instagram and just said hey are there any broad topics y'all would like for us to cover well you had some things about friendship and things about parenting and things about college football so we're gonna get into some of those bigger topics and low even more things on this episode also you will hear on this episode a new voice reading the ads, and that voice is Melanie Shankles. We have divided up our duties a little bit now that I'm back at work, and that gives me a little extra time to edit the episode, which is fantastic. You'll hear Melanie reading the ads, you'll hear us talking about all the things, and as always, we are so happy to have you here with us. So here we go with episode 197. (laughs) Hey, everybody, this is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. Now, I have a fan going in the background because I just came yeah. in and it's was, it was real hot outside. And so it may be a little bit of a disruption for a minute, but I'll turn it off when I, as soon as I cool down.
1: I don't hear it. I don't, okay. As long as, listen, like I always say, as long as your mic is stationary, I think that we're <laughs> fine.
0: <laughs> you do often <laughs> say that.
1: You do often say it's that. Very mm-hmm. important. It's very important. But mm-hmm. a fan
0: is okay. Right. Just, we just, you just mm-hmm. really need a stationary microphone. That
1: uh-huh. yeah, it is. It's, I hear it's crucial to the podcasting process.
0: I know. I feel like if there's ever a day when your hands are going to move a lot, you have any bracelets on where there's going to be some jangling, this might be it.
1: Yeah, well, I do because I have, I've been making a lot of hand gestures (laughs) for the last 24 hours, Uh but yeah, but anyway, so yes, I, but I don't have any bracelets on today, so hopefully it won't be too distracting.
0: Okay, well, we're, we're going to get to all that in just a minute because here's what's what happened. This morning when I woke up and I don't know if you know this, but I have to get up with the chickens now, which is, that's a, that's a whole thing. Very sad, somebody had left me a message on Instagram asking a question about podcasting, which we're also going to get to in a minute, and uh-huh. so I thought, you know what i I knew we were going to record today, all I had to talk about was a pair of shoes, yeah so yeah, <laughs> so on it's the compelling. days, uh, it really is. So on days when all I have to talk about is parachutes, I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to say, I, I, nobody probably wants a, like a Q and A situation, but maybe somebody has like some broad topics they would like for us to dig into a little bit. Yeah, and um, I'm going to say yes, they did, and they also had some specific topics that they wanted us uh-huh. to dig into. Uh-huh. So. Here's what we've done this time though. Let me turn my fan off so that, that the whir in the background does not diminish the, the drama of this moment, hopefully. Okay, okay. That has to be just like a little bit more quiet. I honestly, I cannot tell a difference. Well, then I may turn it on again. Okay. I I cannot tell a difference. So when Melanie and I were communicating this morning, texting back and forth about recording this afternoon, I said, what if I don't, we don't, I don't share these questions with you ahead of time. So Melanie Uh is going to operate on the fly. So we're going to, we're going to get probably her first (laughs) and most unfiltered, unfiltered unfiltered takes, straight from the hip takes. Yep. So so that's what we're going to do. And, and we also said, we're going to try not to spend a ton of time on any of these topics so that we can move through as many of them as possible. And there's going to be an opportunity for sure for us to get bogged down, but we're going to try not to get bogged down. Okay. All right. So now I'm going to start with something that I feel like it's not going to get your blood pressure up. Okay. Okay. That's um, good. then, then we're going to get your blood pressure up. Okay. <laughs> and what's, okay. what's tickled me is that all of Instagram knew this morning that your blood pressure would be up. Yeah, they did. So, <laughs> so, but the question that started this whole thing, the thing that got the ball rolling in terms of looking to Instagram for topics today was, um, somebody messaged me and said, what do you need in order to podcast? You have any tips, and I thought, well, you know what? We are three episodes away from episode 200. Now, have we planned at all what we're going to do for episode 200? We have not. <laughs> we... No. But, but we will at yeah. some point. Yeah. So, uh-huh. so fine. do you feel like you have any thoughts about what's needed in order to podcast and any tips for people who want to podcast? And I have to <laughs> laugh as
1: I say that because it's us. So... I'm going to say that my best tip is get yourself a partner who has it more <laughs> together than you do because Sophie, listen, I'm going to make no bones about it. This podcast, I'm not even going to tell y'all this podcast. Number one would have never started in 2007 <clears throat> and had it started and I'd had the wherewithal to start it. It would have ended sometime in 2008 without Sophie. Well, it almost did, but it it did. But I'm <clears throat> going to say that Sophie Being the friend and great business partner that she is, if you want to call it that, basically like we're like one of those, like, you know how you see it like in the Olympics and it's firing and a son is trying to finish a marathon and he can't, and the father goes down and like carries him across the finish line. That's Sophie Hudson with this podcast. This is is strong. This feels strong. I'm just saying, (laughs) I know myself. And Sophie kept saying, We really ought to get the podcast. Let's let's keep going with the podcast. And I'd be like, <laughs> that but, but there have also been
0: times when I have been like, eh, when it has been overwhelming to me to try to edit it. And you have said, I think that we need to stick with it. I think that we need to stick with it. And so
1: wow. we have.
0: So I agree about having a great partner. I think that just makes it more fun. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I like to be on a team. We've talked about this before. Um, So I like that we're a team with the podcast and really all you need, you need a computer, you need some headphones and you need a microphone. Mm -hmm. A stationary one. You need a a stationary stationary (laughs) mic. (laughs) And you don't need a beanbag. You do not (laughs) need a beanbag. So... (laughs) Uh, and, and then you need a way to edit your episodes, which now there are things online that will, where you can do everything all at one at once. Yeah. I like to complicate things. So this podcast runs through about four different programs before it, it, it hits the, the podcast app of your choice, just because I like to edit in GarageBand and then we host on Libsyn and, um. but at some point, maybe we'll dig into the details of that. I, I think that it's a, a, once you kind of get the hang of the editing part of it, it's a fun thing to do. It's, it's not super difficult as evidenced by the fact that I figured out how to edit it. It just took a, it maybe took a while, but yeah, I'm stubborn. So I can, I can hang on.
1: Well, and I think we decided a long time ago, like you don't, like you edit in terms of putting in music and putting the ads in and all that stuff, but we really try to go through, I know this is shocking given the level of professionalism, but we really try to go through in one take that we don't really have to edit out anything that we say. Um, uh, <laughs> there's, I mean, there's the occasional, yes, yeah. and and there's the occasional like Hazel snoring or Mabel yeah. marking or, we or call. whatever. Yeah, but
0: And I'll say when I did, I told you this, when I edited the Patreon episode, the Q&A for July, I apparently was taxed in terms of my ability to find words and I, I edited out me saying, um... At least 52 times. I mean, I now know, (laughs) but the way I say, um, looks like on a sound file, like I can visually pull it out if I don't hear it because Uh it was everywhere in that episode. So, and then if we ever have a guest, that's, that's a, a heavier editing job, just trying to make it the conversation sound a little bit more natural than it does when you have three people who can't see one another. Yeah. But, I, for some reason I enjoy it I think it's just like I like to edit a book I like to edit a podcast yeah so. which
1: I'm so caduce to you because you know I would not want to edit I'd just put it out and be like I think it's fine I think no, it's you would have fine.
0: T- if you you would totally you would obsess over it if you did it because that's your brain you do the same well, thing I do it's oh just no. you have to get interested enough to care
1: that's yes and currently I'm not there but
0: <laughs> okay I could so this is a follow up question about the podcast, this was from a different person. He said, will there be a new podcast schedule now that Sophie is back in the real world?
1: Mm. I mean, I think we're going to try to stick with what we've been doing. Yeah. I mean, I think for now, I mean, we're going to, we've talked about kind of maybe adding something to Patreon at some point, and we may do that, but I think we're just going to give the next, we're going to get back to the real world and see what that looks like, but we're going to keep up the pace that we have currently been doing
0: because here's what y'all don't know is that yes we have been really sticking to a predictable recording schedule but part of that is because this year we outsourced our ads and so there's somebody else who works there's a company that works on the ad end um, with us and they sell ads ahead of time so if they've sold three ads for the podcast guess what we don't get to do we,
1: <laughs> yeah, you can't skip. You we can't, we say, can't hey, skip. My, yeah, yeah. Well, and I feel like that's where Juan from AT and T really made a difference too, because it helped us with our internet issues to where, where we used to have days where we'd be like, "Well, the internet's just not working today. It's windy." Um, yeah, it's windy. <laughs> we have a little better consistency now. Mm-hmm. So the accountability of,
0: you know, not wanting our advertisers to be frustrated with us and the accountability it really it really did all turn around for us at Pahuska because that's yeah. when we decided that we had to have a, a specific day a week that we recorded because we used to record sometimes on Tuesday nights at 7 Thursday yeah. afternoons at 4 so that pattern that we've been in for the last year i think will really help us coming out of this particular time of quarantine I agree. I so agree. We want to yeah. stick stick with what we've been doing. Yeah. Okay. Um. We also got lots of questions about fall fashion. Now I know really none of us are going anywhere mm-hmm. much, mm-hmm. but maybe we can maybe we can do an episode about that next yeah. week or down the road or something in terms yeah. of of because there were a lot of questions about that. So oh, okay, I yeah, don't want to put can... you on the spot with having to predict trends and whatnot, but I think Listen. maybe.
1: If you could see what I've looked like for the last week, you wouldn't want to know anything I have to say about trends. (laughs) That's what I'm going to tell you. My trend is the cozy stars above lounge set, which I plan to spend my entire fall in. That's my, that's my trend right now. I don't know. It's well, we'll, we'll look into that, but it's hard because nobody's going anywhere. I will say after,
0: I think I mentioned this, i mentioned this somewhere at some point, or maybe somebody mentioned it for me, but Anthropology, when they had their big pants sale a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago and all the pants are 40% off, there I don't know that there was a pair of pants in that store, maybe two pairs of pants in that store that weren't joggers. Yeah. So it's almost like fashion has said, okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 We well, see you. Okay. 2020, we see you. Mm-hmm. We got you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Which delights me because I can wear the dressier joggers to work. So that makes me really happy.
1: Yeah. And I think there's a good, I will say that there is a pair of stay tuned because I'll be posting this, but I really want to, I need to order them and try them before I post about them. But there's a pair of Athleta joggers that I'm very intrigued by right now. That um, They're called, I think the salutation jogger, but they look like they could be dressed up or down. And so, and they have great reviews. Are these the ones that come in Navy camo? I don't know if they come in navy camo. I know they come in like olive green and black and some other colors, but I'm really intrigued by them right now. Okay, all right, I want to hear
0: all about that. Because there's some navy camo
1: joggers there that I'm I'm deeply interested in. Okay. As I'm sure you're aware, our kids have been home for a long time now. And even though summer's at an end, for a lot of us, we still don't know what school is going to look like in the fall. And so as our kids are at home, we're looking for new ways that they can be creative, that they can use their brain, that they can do something besides be on a screen all day. And so I want to tell you about KiwiCo. It's a company that can deliver a science fair or art class right to your door. Recently, Caroline and I received a build-it-yourself light-up speaker, and it was so fun to do something that was different than the normal puzzle or other thing that we'd been doing all during quarantine to really get to do something that at the end, we had an actual light-up speaker. Um, We had fun. We laughed. We got to talk while we worked on it together, which made it really fun. Um, And so when I looked on their website, there were other things I would like to do. There's a maker crate where you can do macrame planners and punch needle pillows and all kinds of different things. Whatever your interest or your child's interest are, you can find something on KiwiCo that fits those interests and a project that you can do together. As a parent, it can be so hard to find creative and new things to keep your child busy and challenged, especially right now. But KiwiCo does the legwork for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together instead of just putting them in front of a screen. There are different crates for kids of all ages, so there's something for every kid on your list. There's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel at any time. KiwiCo is redefining play with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. You can get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at kiwiCo.com/bigboo. That's k i w i c o.com/bigboo. To get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line. I know you'll love KiwiCo as much as we do
0: all right so of course and we're we're gonna we're gonna try not to get too far down the road on this because we just don't Uh know what's gonna happen are you ready is your blood pressure i
1: i'm I'm better than i i'm better than i would have been last night i'll tell you that
0: so there were so many questions so many so many messages about football about college football and our Longtime internet friend Laura C. mentioned she was concerned about where you were today, if you were okay. Yeah. So that's my first question. It's not anything about football, but are you okay, given the the uncertainty of that? Well, the speculation <laughs> about the yes. uncertainty of the college football season.
1: I'm going to tell you, Laura C. I appreciate you for knowing me <laughs> in all these years that you've followed us. I'm going to say that last night I was in a vast sea of despair. I mean, like (laughs) I cannot even tell you the levels and the depths of despair that I was in because I felt like I don't understand why we let the Mac conference Who? That's right. Why we let the Mac conference all of a sudden start this like downward spiral to where now the big 10 has decided to come out and all I could hope. And then Sophie, I, I, I texted her and she helped me stay strong because she said, I do feel like the sec is going to stay strong. I feel like we're going to, I feel like we're going to stay in it, which I feel like now has been confirmed because I feel like Greg Sankey has come out and basically said, we want to play. We want to make this happen. If there's any way possible, we're going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. But here is where I landed last night. There is a level of hypocrisy and saying that we're going to let you pay your tuition and send your children back to class in person, but we aren't going to let your football players play on the field. Now, if your football players didn't want to play on the field, that's fine. I get it. I respect that. I respect that they're going to honor their scholarships. I respect that they're going to honor their eligibility. They should. If you don't want to play, you should not have to play or be forced into playing. But when I see Trevor Lawrence who is now my new president, <laughs> start a movement. Listen, we've never had a president with a flow like that. With this, us hey, what? You want to talk about God bless in America, find out what his hair products are. But, uh, talk about somebody I want on Mount Rushmore, Trevor Lawrence.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh.
1: Who stands up and shows more leadership, is a 20-year-old or 21-year-old kid or whatever he is, and organizes this movement that started on Twitter with this, we want to play. And you got a football player from Oregon State or whoever making a graphic that they all get on Zoom and decide to use. And I'm like, well, I don't know why we don't hand everything over to the college football players because they're getting it done. They, they had a mission. They knew what they wanted to do. They all came together. Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, they fought it out on the field during the playoffs last year. It was like a gladiator fight. But you know what they did? They came together and said, here's what we know. Hashtag, we want to play. Well, I'm going to say the
0: graphic that that Trevor, well, they uh, m- lots of college football players posted it last night, but the, yeah. I saw it from him initially where it was like, hey, let's like it, it was it was so level-headed because it wasn't emotional. It was just like no. if people are more comfortable not playing, that's fine. Like it had yes. it, it accounted for all different viewpoints, which I loved. It didn't yes. it barrel forward with one viewpoint, but Um, you know, I like, just, I like to see some people step up into some leadership that fires me up. That's right. And I totally understand why some people might not be comfortable with it. I absolutely do. I also love seeing the leadership from these players. Um, I've been so proud of Kylan Hill for Mississippi State on a couple of levels this summer. He came out strong against the Mississippi State Mm -hmm. flag when, and that has needed to change for a minute. And yeah, I don't know, but I, I really did last night. I just I don't know. I thought the SEC is going to play. I think the ACC is going to play, and it, so it may look a lot different in terms of the season. But I I have hope for college football. Again, uh-huh. I never want anybody to do anything unwise. Never wanted anybody to do anything. Uh-huh that would violate their conscience in any way. So I I, I appreciate that there's room within that for some choice with players.
1: Yes. Well, and I think here's the thing. And I say this is, I mean, I have a daughter who's an athlete. She's not going to play college sports, but these kids work so hard. They work so hard. They've devoted their whole lives to this. They have dreams and goals. Here's what I love about Trevor Lawrence. If this season's over, guess what? he's still going to be signing a $40 million contract next spring. He doesn't need this season to happen, but like he wants it to, he wants it to for his team. He wants it to for his school. And I admire that kind of grit and determination. And I think that these kids should get to have that because I think the point he made that I think is so true is it's naive to think that these players are any safer not playing football than they are playing football in a controlled environment where they can be tested, where they've got medical care, where they have the options of all those things. And here's the other thing um college football is a dangerous sport yeah it, I mean it just is I mean every time you go out there to play it's a dangerous sport coronavirus or no coronavirus so why are we all of a sudden like the safety of the players I mean whatever okay. that's <laughs> don't edit that out I'm gonna tell you right <laughs> now. I know I know you're making a note right there I that am, you're gonna edit that out. I Don't. I believe strongly in this because here's what I believe in everybody has a choice everybody has a choice. Nobody is making these kids come back and play. They want to play. And I think that if these universities and these athletic departments care about having their players play, then I think that they have the means and the finances to create a safe environment in which they can play. Because here's the thing, club baseball's been going on all summer, club soccer's going on, youth sports are going on. Why can't college football happen?
0: Again, I know that we've got a complex situation here, but there's something about the 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 character building of sports. I think when you see Mm -hmm. young men who are willing to say, hey, we want to do this. We understand the risk. We want to do this. There's a point where I think you go, all right, well, like you said, let's create as safe an environment as we can
1: um,
0: in terms of how
1: we address the medical side of this. and, And let's give it a shot. I will say kind of same. Caroline played. So she ended up going to Houston, and she had the first two soccer games she's had since February. And I'm telling you, she came home yesterday and like she walked through the back door and she was exhausted. Cause I mean, they played in Houston and in the heat, but I was like, Oh, that's my Caroline Shankle right there. Mm-hmm. That's the girl I know. Like for her to come in, like she just had a different demeanor about her because she had been able to get back in and play her sport. And yep. I just, I think that there's, there's a whole mental component um, that can't be overlooked. So clearly I feel passionate about this. I realize not everybody's going to agree with me. I have also that my friend Casey, I do have to say she messaged me on Instagram today. She's also an Aggie and she came up with, she said, if it does for some reason get canceled, she came up with a brilliant idea, which I'm going to copy, which is she and her husband have already decided that they're just going to rewatch the 2012 A&M season, okay. which was Johnny Manziel's Heisman year. And they'll just cue that up every Saturday, like it's game day and just, right kind of live in that reality. So I I think I'll probably do the same if for some reason this doesn't happen. But currently we've got Ohio State is now wanting to join the SEC, to which I say, come on down Buckeyes. (laughs) Come on down. See, I didn't even know that. I hadn't even seen that today because I have oh. I haven't seen the news. Ohio State is now saying Nebraska says, um, we're playing Big 10, so we're going to find a place to play. I okay. I th- I think this is so fascinating because this whole thing is setting up to where no matter what happens, it's going to change the the landscape of college athletics forever. 100%. And I think it's, I think it's so fascinating to watch this play out in real time. Um, just to, just to see what happens. And I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, I don't know how it's all going to play out, but there's no question that it will change things forever, no matter what happens. Yeah, I agree. So, okay. That's, that's where,
0: that's where we are. That's where Melanie uh, is. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I feel, I feel uh, like I need to smoke a
1: cigarette. I'm so exhausted. I don't smoke. <laughs>
0: somebody get her a pack of Marlboro <laughs> oh,
1: gosh. just yeah. you know what Gully and I said though about this college football thing and then we can move on but we laughed this morning because she's dropping Jackson off at school this week, so she's super emotional and has all that going on, or whatever, but we had a friend a long time ago that said, "You know how you're around a married couple, and they're screaming at each other to take the burgers off the grill, and you're like, the real issue isn't really that the burger's on the grill there's much, something much deeper going on right, and Kellylly and I agree this college football for us right now is the burgers on the grill, like right. there's so much right. going on yeah, it's something that you can you it's it's a place where you feel
0: informed already, so you yeah, feel like you can weigh in and yeah, I get that. Yeah. You
1: know, it's uh-huh. like everything, it's where, it's where everything has to, it's all the emotion and the angst. Of and everything and, else. And they'll just get yes, here. Yeah. I yes. guess. get totally it. And this is a it. place I can focus and retweet and scheme and think about and obsess. And so it's where my, everything has gone, which, you know. And the grand so that, scheme of things, I don't know that that's a bad thing. No, it needs to be. I'm going to tell you that our probably local school administrators are probably glad I have somewhere <laughs> else to focus right now. That's, that's an- It's a win for all. It's a win for everybody. (laughs)
0: It is, it is.
1: There's a world of entertainment options out there. And by that, I mean, there's a lot of compelling international shows you may be missing out on. It's time to burst the domestic TV bubble and check out Acorn TV. Acorn TV is a commercial-free streaming service that's rooted in British television. It's home to sophisticated and artful storytelling with top-rated mysteries, addicting dramas, heartfelt comedies, and so much more. And don't we need so much more of that in 2020? If you're a fan of quirky British comedy, then The Other One is a must-watch. It follows two sisters from very different worlds who had no idea the other existed until their father drops dead. And for you Downton Abbey fans out there, The Other One features a hilarious performance from the beloved Savon Finneran. I always find something new to watch on Acorn TV because it's loaded with thousands of hours of binge-worthy content and y'all know how I love some binge-worthy content. You can stream on all your favorite devices for just $5.99 a month. Escape to Britain and beyond without leaving your seat. Try Acorn TV free for 30 days by going to acorn.tv and use my promo code BIGBOO. That's acor TV code BIGBOO to get your first 30 days for free. I know you'll love ACORN TV as much as I do. So you can try it for free for 30 days by going to acorn.tv and use the promo code BIGBOO.
0: Okay, so we got a ton of, of questions along the lines of parenting. And so I'm just gonna group a couple of those together. Again, Melanie has not heard these before, but no. here we go, are you ready? Yeah. I this kind of like a, a little lightning round. All right, so this question said, um, as you reflect back on when your kids were little, what are some memories that you feel like are important to make, especially since your babies are about to fly from the nest? I think that's mean. I don't think anybody had to remind me of that today. No. And I've got another year. I mean, I've got, I've got mm-hmm. a, a, a year on top of what Melanie has. But when you look back, what memories do you think are really important to make? I know mine right away.
1: Okay. Okay. Tell us what are yours? I just
0: think some of our most fun memories and this hit home for me again, uh, a couple of days ago, because somebody posted the state LSU game from 2017, Mm
1: -hmm. which
0: state won soundly and we were filled with all manner of hope and optimism. And then the season just really took a turn. (laughs) But but for that one night, listen, we Mm -hmm. were feeling so good about things. And I just, I can't think of a single experience we've had at a sporting event that I regret. Yeah. Well, Hazel? Mm -hmm. So I think those memories and they go back so far. Um, And then I can say on this side of things, I think there's a deeper win in that, which Mm -hmm. is really learning how to cheer uh, for something bigger than yourself, really learning how to invest your emotion and your energy into something bigger than yourself and outside of yourself I don't know Mm -hmm. I just the the sports have been a real gift for us across the whole span of Alex's life and that's not to discount like you know when we went to the park or yes (laughs) or you you know the the Mm -hmm. the fun time all the things that he learned in Sunday school and all that but I'm just talking in terms of making memories Mm -hmm. sporting events theme parks those are my favorite
1: yes yes okay Um, I would probably say same. And from a sports point of view, I mean, I think whether we've gone to Aggie events, we've watched Aggie events on TV, um, I think those have created great memories. I think her playing a sport and us being so involved in that yep. has been, we've had great memories and I, and it, that really became clear to, me. and just this weekend, just she and Perry went, but I think they came home and they were so hilarious that I was so glad that they had had, I was really glad that I didn't go. Cause I think they had so much fun having that time together. Mm-hmm. Um, and there've been different times where I've taken her, we've all taken her, but I think it's caused us to spend so much time together as a family. Um, traveling on weekends and being together and and having something to talk about and um, this common thing that I think that's great. And there again, it doesn't have to be sports. It could be band, it could be choir, it could be theater, it could be whatever your kid is interested in. But I think as a parent really investing in what matters to your kid um, is a huge thing. And then I think Caroline would say her other is, I think the road trips that we took with Gully and her kids. And I think it's not, it doesn't, you don't have to take a road trip with your best friend, but I think it was just those concentrated periods of time where we would spend time together, where we would do stuff that was not planned or scheduled and off the beaten path. And I think it's, it's the little things that I think probably have made the most memories and the things that I'll miss the most. I mean, I think one of the things, even as we kind of go back into real life. Like I've loved my late summer nights staying up late with Caroline because it's like, that's when we'll start to talk or we'll start to laugh over some meme that we've seen or whatever. And it's like, it's just those little moments. It's not really the big things, but it's just yeah. it's spending the time.
0: Yeah, it really it is. Last night, Alex came. No, it was today. It was this morning when I, I had a meeting and when I, he had gone to, to lift weights at school and then ran and got breakfast and was sitting in my office eating breakfast when I finished my meeting. And I was trying to have a, a relatively serious conversation with him. And he was so took like everything was <laughs> hilarious to him. Uh huh. Um, but there's something really sweet about that at this point, like that he will choose to that he will choose to come sit with me in my office. You yeah, know? that he will that 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 we do laugh so much together. Are you listening to me right now? <laughs> Because here's why I asked that, because last night I mentioned something to David that he and I had talked about, and Alex said, oh yeah, I heard y'all talk about that, I was totally eavesdropping. Uh-huh, um, yeah. So yeah, it is the small stuff, you know, like the the times that we've been in, at, like, I don't know, just the beach and the swimming pool, all those, such sweet memories. It's it's um, just that the hanging out, I love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Me it's too. good. Okay, Me so too. here's this, uh, the second parenting question, is do your kids have curfews?
1: So, oh. Um, do you want me to answer first? Sure. Um, Caroline does have a curfew. I mean, it kind of depends on what she's doing or where she is. I mean, we've never been like a strict, you have to be home by midnight kind of curfew. Um, because it, a lot of it depends on, is she with girlfriends? Is she with her boyfriend? Where are they? What are they doing? What's the plan? So we kind of are inflexible mm-hmm. when that, and during that, I mean, we've, we've never been one that has like a one size fits all curfew. It just depends on the day and what's happening. And we kind of go from there. Um, the thing that we've always told Caroline, and I think that this has really benefited us and her is that we've said, we will always trust you until you give us a reason not to. Yes. And honestly, she really has not ever given us many reasons not to. So she gets, so with that, with, with her honesty and with her being upfront with us and, and her generally making good decisions comes more freedom.
0: Yeah so we're we're not a one-size-fits-all curfew thing either it's usually just what's going on well what time do you think you'll be home if that sounds unreasonable then we'll talk but I honestly can't remember a time when it's it seemed unreasonable to me like yeah it's, it's it, and I have a thing kind of like my parents always have with me like if your location changes give me a call yeah and let let me know but by and large we just kind of roll with it. it just depends yeah. on what's going on and um and, but usually, I mean, listen, right now, a curfew has not really been a concern. No. <laughs> so, no. so um, but yeah, same deal. And David will say every, every month or two months, he will say, you know, if you ever get somewhere and for whatever reason, if it, if you, if it feels like it's not somewhere you want or need to be, mm-hmm. call us and no yeah. questions asked, we'll come get you. Let me just shut my door since okay. apparently somebody's here to deliver something. Hold on. like shutting the door helps really very much every time we record somebody delivers something
1: well it's very dangerous at your house it's very very dangerous
0: here's a question did your kids go through a phase of not listening to you (laughs) oh whatever do you mean
1: let me tell you a story called today let me tell you a long story (laughs) that called is called today I always say we have this thing because I got real worked up one day about that. I had, I was telling her and I was like, I tried to tell Caroline and I tried to tell her this and I was trying to tell her this or whatever. And I said, she doesn't want to listen to any of my best tips. And so like, (laughs) now we always laugh about how our kids don't want to listen to any of our best tips.
0: Listen, um, here's what I'm going to tell you. And I think Alex would say the same thing Mm -hmm. is that his seventh grade year, especially (laughs) was not our best was not our best he was so certain that he was right about everything Mm -hmm. and then he felt like I blew up on him all the time Mm -hmm. so if I were to get him right now and say hey tell me about seventh grade it would probably be Soph and then he would shake his head so yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure
1: Mm -hmm. and I think they all I think it's a it's a it's a preteen through teen kind of thing. And I think it changes for different reasons. And I, and I do think, I mean, I just laughed about Carolina. I mean, there are times where I can tell she's totally zoned out, but I do think she listens to me more now than she probably did two or three years ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I think so much of it has to do with frontal lobe development and them even having the capability to listen to you and comprehend what you're saying. Yeah. And it kind of, for me became this thing of really measuring my words to like, I'm going to choose what I'm going to tell her because what I tell her needs to be the thing she really hears. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead of just blah, 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 all the time. That's about the thing, everything. I, I think we can become
0: the Charlie Brown teacher Yeah. to the, um, because we just want to weigh in on everything. And so I would I mean, I, I'm not kidding. There was a huge shift in how, I parented from seventh to eighth grade i really Uh moved from i mean i i shifted into coach mode in eighth grade Uh
1: Uh and
0: i have maintained my coach status i just don't weigh in on a whole lot unless i'm asked Or I feel like something's dangerous, you know, other than that, I'm going to be pretty breezy because it's just, we we were tangled up all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think you have to pick your time too, because I know that there are times where I can tell Caroline's really ready to listen to me about something, but when she's in the process of initially venting about that thing, that's not really the time for me to tell her how I think she should handle it. Right. As we all adjust to wearing masks as a new normal, parents are conflicted by a unique problem, finding a mask our kids will actually wear. And that's why I'm so happy that I found the Crayola School Mask Pack. Here's the great thing, each school mask pack comes with five comfortable cloth masks so that your child has a fresh mask with a new design every single school day. All masks are built with a 3D design. They have a form-fitting nose wire, which I personally think is a game changer, and adjustable ear straps because let's face it, not all of our ears are on the same place on our head. The rather great thing is that Crayola School masks are machine washable and they come with a handy mesh laundry bag so that you can stay organized so that you know when your child has worn the mask and whether or not they're clean. To me, this is one less thing to worry about as you're trying to make sure everybody has their shoes on when you leave the house in the morning. As an added bonus, Crayola Mass Pass will donate a portion of your purchase to a charity of your choice by kids who have been impacted by the COVID 19 pandemic. Donors choose, no kid hungry, and Heart of America. I really feel like across the board, Crayola Mass Pack is such a great solution to all of us who are trying to figure out what this new school year will look like, and they perfected every detail. That's why I'm recommending the Crayola School Mass Pack to all my friends. So you can get your Crayola School Mask Pack today at schoolmaskpack.com slash boo. That's schoolmaskpack.com slash boo. Okay, this
0: question says, have you personally grappled with a child losing their faith or belief in God? And then there's a second question that I'll answer in just a second. Um, I have not, but I'll just say this. If you have a teenager, you know, you may have had all kinds of ideas in the past about how that would look in your child's life, how their relationship with God would, would look and how that would play out and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And I have really realized over the last four or five years, it's, it, it's so personal
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: to Alex and I mm-hmm. don't get to take the terms of that.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so um, sometimes that means you have to, when they're trying to sort something out, they're trying to process something you you just, you have to let them and you have to let them figure out what it looks like to go to God with that thing. And and work through it individually. And um, and then again, you know, weigh in if you have the opportunity. But, so I haven't had that specific experience, mm-hmm. but I'm very much aware that I don't get to dictate the terms of his faith.
1: Yeah, I think that's, well, and I think, cause I think your kids are like anybody else in your life. You can't browbeat anybody into believing what you believe. Mm-mm. I mean, and I mean, I think Perry and I have really tried hard to raise Caroline in a way that her faith is real to her, and that hopefully she sees it be real in our lives, and she sees that that's the guiding force in our lives. Um, but it's also, I've learned with her, it's not one that's going to talk about it a lot, right? Um, that's that's just her personality. Um, she's not going to be super, but but and I think sometimes you have to watch and see because I think I've been more encouraged in seeing the way I've seen her faith play out in the last six months during all the coronavirus stuff and during all the uncertainty. Where I've been like, Oh, I think maybe we're better than I even knew we were. Right. You know? And I think some of it's growing up and maturing, but I think you also have to let them, if they have those questions, I mean, I don't think God's afraid of your kid's questions. I don't know. So I think, and I think that's where you have to encourage them like to, to keep pursuing what they believe in. And you have to, sometimes, I think it's really hard. I know I was a kid that like I really had to hit rock bottom and figure mm-hmm. things out for myself. Um, and so everybody's journey is going to look different, but I think that's where you just keep praying for them and, um, and praying that God would be real in their lives.
0: Um, and then the second part of the question was just, Sophie, what version of the Bible do you quote and stand all the way up? It's the CSB, the Christian standard Bible.
1: Okay.
0: Just FYI. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to do one more parenting question it says, um, what do you have to say about parenting without fear or at the very least managing it? <sighs>
1: I mean, I think it's a daily thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you, I think I, I really try not to go with fear is my go-to because then I think that informs Caroline and that creates fear in her if she sees me be fearful. Um, and that's where I've just have always prayed. I mean, there's not a day that that child wakes up that I don't pray that God would protect her physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, in every way and, mm-hmm. and trust him with that. Now, Some days I do a lot better with that than (laughs) others. I have a lot of nights I don't sleep. I have a lot of nights that I really worry. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but I I think you can't give into the fear because I think the fear, I think fear is a huge spiral. And I think the more you give Mm -hmm. into fear, the more fearful you become. And, um, and God didn't intend for us to live our lives in fear. Fear is a bad boss.
0: It is a bad boss. So I think that there have certainly been times where I have really been fearful Uh, not, not even for like Alex's safety or anything like that, but just the different pieces and parts of life. You know, if you see, I don't know, there's just, there's a lot to worry about, you know, Mm -hmm. and, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think it has gotten easier as he has gotten older. I mean, well, it's not easier, but I think that my fear has subsided a a little bit as he has gotten older, because I think when you start to see your kids make their own decisions, there's Mm -hmm. a little bit of an exhale there. Yeah. and, and when you start to get a sense of who they, they are and who they're hopefully going to be, I think there's a little bit of an exhale there. So, yeah, um, and you can kind of, you can kind of talk through things as opposed to standing in the background. Like the last thing I ever want to be is a parent who micromanages my child's wow. life. I'm 0% interested in that. And I think fear makes us do that. So yeah. when I start, when it starts to creep up, that's when I tend to, to, to back off and really try to process and pray through what's really this, what's this about really? Like what's going on here? Yeah. Because I don't have, there's, there's, I don't have a concrete reason to be afraid, but I'm all, I'm all like wrapped up in it. So what's this really about? And a lot of times it's about something sort of something unresolved or unhealed in me much more than it is about him.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, and I think the older they get, like with Caroline, I really am, beginning to see where there's so many things where I'm like well next year she's gonna stay out till whatever time and I'm not gonna yeah. know like next year she's gonna be able to take a weekend trip with girlfriends and I'm not gonna know so it's or you know or whatever it's like so you just start to realize like I've got to start letting go in these ways and letting her figure and stuff out for her own um because that's that's gonna be the rest of her life so yeah. it's I can't you know you can't micromanage that deal you just have to teach them and and pray
0: for the best next topic was friendship that that came in and so I've got a few questions about friendship the first one is how do you navigate friendship ups and downs um in terms of your adult friendships how do you handle sort of the the ebb and flow of friendship as an adult
1: Um, I don't know
0: that I do (laughs) I mean I think I don't I think I don't think about it much
1: yeah I, th- I don't know that I think about it much. I mean, I think there have been times where I've had friendships that have changed or have been different, you know, at different seasons. I mean, Gully and I've even said, and I've talked about this, like when our kids were little, we were together so much because our kids mm-hmm. were little and they didn't really have much say. And so we just didn't, as they've gotten older that shifted because they've got their own lives and their own things and we're busy being part of their lives and their things. Um, and so I think sometimes you just have to ride the wave. Like you just, yeah. you just adapt and you, and you show people grace and, and you just realize somebody could be going through something that you don't even know that they're going through, or um, it's just a different season of life where they might not have as much time to commit to your friendship or whatever. But I think it's like anything in life. I mean, any relationship that's going to survive, I think you have to, give people the benefit of the doubt. And I think that you've got to give a lot of grace.
0: Yeah. Cause I think just naturally, depending on what you have going on, like, you know, you have your friends that, um, your kids play sports with and you have your friends that you Mm -hmm. work with and you have your friends from church or small group and you have your friends from college. Like, you know, like, and, and like you just, everybody can't, you can't be the center of everybody's universe at the same time. Yeah. And you also can't, Um, you can't maintain an equal level of interaction with all those different friendships at the same time.
1: Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm.
0: I just, I don't know. I try to be breezy and not take (laughs) things personally, you know, not assume that, well, I haven't heard from her in 10 days. I, you know, maybe I need to check in and make sure everything's okay, but I don't need to get all offended and you know, get my hackles up because I'm being ignored or whatever. I just don't ever want to be a high maintenance friend ever. Yeah. So, and that tends to keep everything in perspective, you know, I don't, I don't know. I I, want to be the kind of, I want to be easy to be a friend. Oh yeah. That's not how you say that. But I want it to be easy to be a friend with me is what I'm saying.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, I can say it
0: is. I've always found it easy to be your friend. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, okay. This is, this, this came in and right at the beginning, the person who asked this, said this is deep. So, and it is deep. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. She said, okay. this is deep. You mentioned in passing on an episode that you two talking about you and me see things in the political realm a little differently. How do you continue to talk about or no, she says, how do we continue to talk about things that matter to us and keep our friendships from getting awkward, or weird, and then um, I thought maybe this is a Patreon conversation, or maybe she said maybe it's no. She said, "Is this maybe a Patreon conversation, a longer conversation?" But okay. how do like I don't know many people who agree on everything, <laughs> right. no. But how do how do you do that without things getting awkward or weird?
1: I mean, I think well, number one, I think it helps that we're both Type Nines on the Enneagram. Yes, it does. I think that th- we're both we're both you know, we both like to be operate from a place of peacemaking and um not making each other angry and that kind of stuff. Um and I think you and I both are open minded to I'm neither one of us is like, I'm right and this is all there is to it. Now about right. college football, I'm right, but I'm saying <laughs> like other things. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm teasing. In the political arena. I feel like we're a little more like okay I didn't think about it this way or here's a different way to think about it and it may not mean that we're going to be but my my whole thing is is like I don't, I'm not interested in somebody telling me how to believe and I'm not interested in trying to tell somebody else how to believe right. like you, you do you and vote for who you want to vote for and support what you want to support for And I'm going to, I'm going to do the same. And we're, we may not agree on that, but I'm not interested in that dictating the terms of our friendship or, or ending our friendship over right. that. Like, I just, I think there's so many more important things um, and you know, I, I think to go even a step further, I don't think we're going to get to heaven and Jesus is going to say, which political party did you favor? I right. just don't see that any of that is going to matter in right. the grand scheme of life. Right. So,
0: and I think here's the other part of that. Mm-hmm. I, even in places where Melanie and I don't necessarily agree, um, I trust her heart and I trust the mm-hmm. work of the Holy Spirit in her. So I can, I can be okay with the fact that, She may feel convicted in a place that I don't, or she may feel, she may see something in a way that I don't, because we both bring our own personal experiences to the table. And I think when the the times when we do kind of dig in on an issue, more often than not, we realize that we we see the issue really similarly. We just may disagree about the best way to get to where we want to go. Yeah. And so... I, I think that's true for a lot of people. I think we mm-hmm. see things similarly and then just disagree about maybe how we think we want to get there. Or I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't want it to, to ever, how I feel about certain things in the political arena certainly have bossed me around at times in terms of my own personal mood. Yeah. But, yeah. but I, I'll never forget Jamie Golden saying uh, two or three years ago, we were at supper one night and we were talking about, you know, kind of the the current, climate and everything feeling so heated and how she had said to somebody like we don't ever want to love our opinion more than we love one another and mm-hmm. that really spoke to me you know yeah and just yeah I, I just don't ever want to get that there are a thousand things you can get tangled up about in friendship and and politics is certainly one of them and it, it can make things challenging sometimes when you, if you don't feel understood, but I have always felt like even when, when, even w- in the places where we didn't agree, I've always felt like you understood me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say science. So I think I you think- have to be willing
0: to understand, even if you don't agree.
1: Yeah. I think so too. I think that's the whole thing. And I, and I do think it's, I think it's really tricky because if I spend a day on social media, I feel a lot more despondent about the world than I do. If I were to spend a day talking to my friends who have different political opinions, because I think social media, you get the extremes you get, you get the extreme of one side and the extreme of the other side and people who really feel the need to be vocal about that. Um, and I think most of us want the same things. I really do. Even if we, like you said, we may not always agree on, on how to get there. Um, but I also think that my operating principle of my life is one of faith and and trust in God. And I don't believe that God's agenda or his will for my life is dependent on who's in the white house or who's in Congress or who's in charge of whatever. Um, I just, I think it goes deeper than that. So I'm not interested in having my friendships dictated by that.
0: Good call, good answer. Yeah,
1: there you go, all right,
0: so home is the next sort of broad topic we've got. You ready? yeah, I'm ready, okay. How and when do you tackle your housework <laughs> i'm I'm waiting. I'm listening i um kind of whenever the mood <laughs> strikes me, which
1: is more often than it strikes me. I'll tell yeah. you yeah. It's, I mean, I'll get to a point where like the clutter will start to drive me crazy where I'm like, oh my gosh, I've just got to pick up. I need the house to be neat. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'll go through like a picking everything up and putting stuff in people's rooms and respective areas. Um, And then like laundry I'll try to stay on top of, but Perry does a lot of his own laundry. Caroline does a lot of her own laundry. So I've outsourced that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do have a housekeeper that comes once every other week. And so that's like a deep clean. Yeah. Um, and so I'll do touch-ups in between that. And then I'll change sheets in between that. But, um, but I just, Cleaning the house really isn't my gift for anything that I really love to do. I'm not organized, but I will. And we have hardwood floors. So, I mean, I'll go through and sweep my floors every couple of days just because they're gross and they're driving me crazy. But that's, that's about the extent.
0: Yeah. I would say whenever, well, occasionally people will ask me like, so, you know, when you've got school going on and then you've got podcast and writing stuff going like, how do you manage everything? And I always mm-hmm. say, I don't. And the house is the first to go for me. Like Uh I love a pretty house, but here's the deal. Right now, there is a pile of unfolded laundry on the den sofa Uh that is, is mountainous. It, Uh and I'm going to have to get in there and deal with it with my part of it. But what Alex Hudson does not know is that when he gets home from football, he's going to get to fold towels. Yeah. So I do my laundry, David does his laundry, Alex does his laundry. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't do anybody else's laundry. We also have a housekeeper that comes every other week and I do very little in between her visits too. I mean, I I try to keep things relatively straight, Yeah. but it's, it's an ongoing challenge is what I will say. Nothing's going to be perfect, but I'm especially willing for the house to not be perfect. I like it pretty, but it's not, not not going to be anybody else's idea of orderly yeah. i don't imagine
1: yeah i agree with that
0: second question about the house is there, are there any kitchen tools or gadgets you wish you had registered for when you got married but you didn't
1: oh I don't, I mean, probably, yeah, probably a gazillion because I didn't know which ones to, I feel like every good kitchen tool I bought, I probably got, I mean, the one thing I will say my mother-in-law got me at one of my very first showers is a KitchenAid mixer and mm-hmm. I, 20, 23 years later, that thing is still going strong and I probably use it three times a week at least.
0: Yeah. Um, mama got us a KitchenAid mixer. I think we've probably been married three or four years and mm-hmm. I, it's still, so that's been 20 years at this point. And it's showing no signs of slowing down. Those things are so great. I wish I had asked for really good knives when I got married. I was late to learn that I needed good knives Uh,
1: and how much easier
0: they make my life in the day to day.
1: Yeah. It will not surprise you to know that Perry Shankle knew that we needed really good (laughs) knives. And so we have really good knives. I'll tell you one thing I did not get that I would, at this point, like, I feel like the good pots and pans I bought might have been ones that I had bought myself after the fact. Like I didn't know really good pots and pans at the time. And, um, and so I would have definitely gone for better pots and pans, but I didn't know what that was. Um, so I would have done like more like a Calphalon and then like some, you know, heavier, like iron, like a better cast iron skillet. And then like that kind of stuff. Had I known. So
0: yeah, and I would say too. I like I had so there were so many like fun sheets and fun towels.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I would have done all white sheets and all white towels just because you can yep. bleach them.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I've gotten. I have no time right now for mm-hmm. any sort of colored towel or colored sheet. Yeah. So I would have gone all white with that stuff just. Yeah. Yeah. Just for pure bleaching purposes.
1: Yeah, and I would have gone much... Now, my my fine china, which I wouldn't have even registered for because I've used it a handful of times, but it's, it's a simple pattern. My everyday, I think originally what I got was poppies on blue, which was very... Mm-hmm. Uh, popular in 1997 uh-huh. um, and I hated it by 1998 <laughs> so I would have gone very like I would have done like fiesta wear uh-huh. or just a really simple white pattern from Pottery Barn like a clay heavy duty something simple that uh-huh. then you can mix and match your little fun dessert plates and different stuff like that which is what I've since done but I would have done that from the beginning.
0: Well, we were sort of the last of the department store brides. That that all sort of went away about five years after we got married, when people started to register at Target or Williams-Sonoma or Bed Bath & Beyond, places like that. But we were department store brides. So you were really, you were going to get whatever they had at McRae's or Dillard's or whatever the department store in your area happened to be.
1: Yes. Um, And it was for a different, like, I'm going to tell you that I had an inordinate amount of crystal biscuit barrels. And (laughs) I... (laughs) looking back that really Perry and I really aren't crystal biscuit barrel kind of people.
0: I I have a few crystal biscuit barrels in my China cabinet. And I have even said to David, I would like to get, like, I would like to take all this China out, find somewhere else to put it. Why do I even have a China cabinet? Like, yeah, it's just not how I live. But Uh -uh. now my mama would have laid down in the middle of the driveway (laughs) to keep me from hauling off a China cabinet much less the stuff in it. Like she I know. would not have it. That was her, her one of her favorite things in life
1: mm-hmm. were her
0: good dishes. Yeah. Well, y'all, this was fun. And um I don't know what we're going to talk about next week, but maybe it'll be fall fashion.
1: Yeah. Maybe we'll I'll do some research on that. Maybe I'll go to Athleta and and try on some joggers and maybe dig a little deep and see what we can come up with.
0: Okay. All right. Y'all okay. thanks so much for listening. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening.